Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, April 3rd, 2019. Today we're reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, There is a Solution, and we are going to be reading the third paragraph on page 17, starting with The Tremendous Fact, and we're going to be commenting on just that one paragraph. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Lois G, 12 Traditions, Lori E, and our readers of the text, Monica T, Hoody R, and Leon B. Our newcomer greeter is Amy K, and the second hour host is Stacy K. And the reference numbers, yesterday's 7 a.m. share ID is 12,729, and yesterday's 10 a.m. share ID, 12,731, 12731. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting or, nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. <coughs> Excuse me. We take no position on outside issues. <coughs> our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Lois G., would you please read the 12 steps of OA? Yes, thank you. This is Lois G. in Michigan. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. And thank you for your service, Lois G. And Lori E., would you please read the 12 traditions of OA? Good morning. Yes, I will. This is Lori E., I'm gratefully recovered, calling in from Iowa this morning. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are, trusted, are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service this morning. Thank you, Lori E., for your service. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. So if you have a timer, please use it, but I will also be timing Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know, please, by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study. We are in the big book. We are in chapter two, There is a Solution. And we will be reading the third paragraph that starts the tremendous fact. And our comments will be focused on that one paragraph. And Monica T., will you please read for us? Good morning, Laura. Good morning, everyone. I'm Monica T., a compulsive, recovered compulsive reader from Florida. The tremendous fact for every one of us 
is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Still, Monica, comp recovered compulsive overeater here. Great news here, this, this paragraph has given us. And I'm just going to break the paragraph down and, and give you definitions for the words here. The tremendous, enormous fact, a fact indisputable and verifiable for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. So when this book was written, that was the first 100 recovered alcoholics. They've got a solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree. So here's a hundred alcoholics, absolutely, without exception, completely, entirely agree. We all agree on this. Wow. You know, it's easy to argue with one person, but here's a hundred people say we have a solution and we are 100% agreeing on this and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. You know, they are agreeing upon this. They're consistent with this. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcohol, from alcoholism. So what great news here for us? You know, a solution. What's a solution? It's a way of resolving a, puzzle, a difficulty or an answer to a puzzle. I don't know about you, when I came into OA, I was one big puzzle. What was wrong with me? Why couldn't I eat like a normal person? Why did I think about food all the time? Why was I brain binging my brains out all the time? Why was I saying tomorrow I was going to do good, I was going to do right? Why, why, why? But I couldn't do these. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't stop eating. And I tried all kinds of things, like I'm sure many of you have tried. And nothing worked for any length of time. But here, they've got a solution. And I'm going to pass with that, and I thank you very much. Thank you, Monica. Monica T., thank you for your service. Okay, so we are getting ready to open the lines. And if you would give me your first name and the last initial, the first initial of your last name, if you hear me say your name, I've got you. And uh, who would like to share? What's my name? Reva Kelly. Reva P. Barbara E. Tina Adams. I heard somebody W. Magdalena W. Magdalena. Kelly S. Kelly Angie. S. Kelly S. Tina Lauren. S. Lauren N. Lauren N. I'm sorry, you guys are coming in in a jumble. One more. Amy Tina S. R. Amy. Last initial. G. G. Okay, this is who I have. Reva P. Barbara E. Magdalena W. Kelly S, Lauren N, and Amy G. And if you are not Reva P, would you please star one to mute your phone? Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. 
I love this chapter. I love the title. And this paragraph is exactly what I needed to hear when I came in. And I needed to hear it over and over and over again. And it talks about these two powers, the power of the fellowship and the power of the steps and the actual program that we work. And, you know, even though I am so different from other people and we all come in, we're from different walks of life, like it says in the previous paragraph. Um, and the fellowship is wonderful that we're drawn together with this common problem. But the more wonderful thing is that we're not just complaining about the problem. We have come together with a common solution. And there's so much hope. Um, and after many years in program, I still need to hear and remember there is a solution. And how do I access the solution? By action. And it's harmonious action, consistent. Um, consistent action over and over and over again um, to get the power that I lack, which is really the root of my problem. Um, and it is great news. Um, and I just find it so hopeful whenever I'm feeling um, that I'm back, back at step one with any problem, I need to remember there is a solution and this is the way to access it. And with that I pass. Oops, caught me off guard. Thank you, Reva P. Uh, Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Magdalena W. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for timing me because I'm not very good at that. Well, I came in in 1996. I tried every single thing. I'd lost the weight. I'd gained it. I'd lost it. I'd gained it. Always remorse, a spree. The binges were getting closer and closer, 12 sizes in my closet. I came in and I found this group, OA. Not the big book, but OA. And I did get abstinent, but I was white-knuckling it, holding on till my fingers were bloody, sure that I would regain it again. Why not? History taught me so. Well, I, when I was finally directed to this big book, the first 47 pages of this book convinced me that I belong. Here was my tribe. I found a fellowship of wonderful people who understood that I ate food off the floor. I hid food. I stole food. I did everything that many of you can identify with. And the rest of the book showed me how to live my life. And that's what I needed. I needed a plan for living. I am a con uh, uh, died in the wood, compulsive overeater. And today, when I wake up, I remind myself that I'm no longer in charge. I always thought I was. And I say to myself, talking to God that I didn't even think I believed in, thy will be done, and remembering that faith without works is dead, and I read recently, work without faith is dead. So I always have to remember to try to keep that dimmer switch turned high. I ask God to direct my thinking. I ask God to help me be divorced from dishonest, self-seeking, retaliatory motives. I ask him for that intuitive thought. I never ask anyone 
for anything before. Today, I accept that I am that compulsive overeater, and I will be till the day I die. There's nothing I can do about it. I go to sleep, a recovered compulsive overeater, but I wake up in the morning and addicts all over again. So I go to my God, I meditate, and I come to this beautiful meeting. So I haven't heard Maura chime in yet, but I bet she will any moment. She's a reminder. Okay. Okay, thank you, Barbara E. And we have Magdalena W. next, followed by Kelly S. Good morning, Magdalena. Good morning, uh, Magdalena W. Compulsive over. Hey, Magdalena, what up, man? I weigh up 435. Hello, can I be heard? Please continue. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yes, I want to say thank you for the service that everybody's doing to bring this good news, this great news to me. I'm just a person in the UK who can come out in my lunch hour and log on to this meeting. And this meeting's carrying the great news of the book every day. So thank you. Um, What do I want to say about this? This paragraph is full of we. And the big book is full of the we. And I think this is really part of the common solution, that we are in it together. Common means everybody, the common man, woman, relating to the last paragraph. And again, you know, we know it as a spiritual solution. That's what we say. And that means that that, that it is available for anybody, whatever race, creed, status, whatever. It's available for all. And I look at that and I think, well, what is this spiritual solution that we can absolutely agree on? What What is that way out? And I think it is the steps. I'm thinking when I when I look at that, I think, what can we absolutely agree on, all of us, all of us alcoholics who suffer from this illness? I think we all have to agree and we do agree that we're powerless. You know, that's step one. We have to absolutely agree that. And from that step, all the others follow. And then it talks about the fellowship. We can join in brotherly and harmonious action. And again, it's about the action that we take in the program. Those actions that we take on a daily basis to maintain our spiritual solution. So, for example, today I have just had an email regarding a work situation, which has really, you know, got to my heart. And it won't sit there because after this meeting, I shall be using the spiritual solution. I won't let that sit and fester. And I will be on the line to somebody, I'll probably write a step 10, on the line to somebody to to reason that out because having worked these steps, you know, I am at pains to maintain this by my harmonious actions. The other person won't tell me off, the person on the line, she won't tell me off, she will help me if I ask for any feedback, She'll she'll offer it. And then I'll be free, free from this resentment or fear to carry the great news of this book to the next alcoholic or food Gentle addict. reminder. Thank you. And um, so that, you know, so that's about step 12, carrying this great news. 
So thank you for letting me share. And thank you for sharing, Magdalena W. Kelly S., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N. Hey, this is Kelly S., recovered in Oklahoma. Uh, thanks, Laura, for your service. Great paragraph, a lot of stuff here. Um, the tremendous fact that we've all discovered this common solution that we absolutely agree. And I realize this book was written, what, in 38, and this has been around, but you know, I've been around OA for years, and what I found in my personal experience is this, um, this common solution, this fact, got watered down in the, in the face-to-face meetings. And this uh, vision for you, which is just a healthy OA meeting, it's not a program, right? We have, uh, we found, we got back to the common solution. Like somebody on this meeting loves to say it's the renaissance of OA. So it's brought us back to the common solution, which is why, you know, uh, when I started listening six years ago, <clears throat> There were less than 100 people on the line, and now there's close to 400, sometimes over that, and less than 100 on our meeting uh, member list, and now there's thousands because we finally have realized to get back to the common solution, and we all agree. So this meeting grows and grows because it's healthy. <clears throat> and um, sorry, I'm having seasonal Oklahoma allergies, and they suck. One of the things here I wanted to say was this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer. This book carries it. This book isn't the solution. This book is carrying me to the solution. And, and I am grateful for the book because what I found is the common solution is in the book. It's the instructions in the book. It's working it like the book tells us. But I also know that I can quote the book. I've got tons of these books. I've got them underlined, falling apart, you know, all these things. But the book isn't the answer. The book is carrying me. And I looked up that word last night because <clears throat> it says, um, an act of lifting and transporting something from one place to another. So this book is carrying me, lifting me out of the mires, out of the, out of the depths of my, de- my depression, my compulsive overeating, my dis-ease, and transporting me where? To a higher power. That's my solution. This book is the instruction manual for me to learn to do life to carry me to that, to rocket me to that fourth dimension like it talks about. So I can't just, you know, spew big book if I'm not working the work, if I am not taking this action it talks about. So that's, the book isn't the solution. Higher power is the solution. The book is getting me there. And that's what I have to remember. And then what I have to remember is I have to take the action. Put the food down 100%. We all realize this is it. This is the common solution. It works. It really does. I promise you guys, don't give up. If you're new, just start following the instructions. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, Kelly S. Lauren N., it's your turn, followed by Amy G. Good morning, Maura. It's Lauren, and did you just call my name? I was unmuted. I did. Yes, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, wow. Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict in New York, and I'm setting my timer, so I might be a little bit over. Ah, thank you so much all for being here every day because you are – for now, um, my higher power, um, my, the fellowship has been helped me get to this point where I'm even willing to consider that there might be something bigger. But thank you for this 
paragraph, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. That is so true. This Today, I have a common solution with you all that I had to put down every single bit of my allergic foods for me to get to the point where I could think that maybe there will be something out there to help me. And it was about honesty with myself and how unmanageable my life was before when I was eating sugar and salt and everything else in my food plan that was so incredibly bad for me, but I just couldn't stop. And how incredible today I have found all of this, all of you, and found this room and this healthy OA meeting to teach me how to get through this stuff one day at a time. This book This little chip of a book carries the message to those who still suffer from alcoholism or food addiction or any other kind of addiction. I belong in many rooms, and thank you, God, I've found most of them right now. I am recovered today, one day at a time. And I don't seek any more ease and comfort from those bags and boxes like I used to. And it's with your help. And thank you very much. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you, Lauren. And Amy G., it's your turn. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. I had to chime in. This is one of my absolute favorite paragraphs. I mean, I don't know about you all or to the newcomer on the line right now, but when I came to my first meeting with my hair on fire and wanting to work this program, and I saw people with one year, three year, five years of abstinence, and the serenity in their eyes, the peace, I was flabbergasted. I was astounded. I wanted it, but I was sure that they had something that I didn't have. And in my terminal uniqueness, I was sure. And we have people on the line that have 10 and 20 and 30 years of abstinence and recovered and, and abstinent contentedly. And I'm sure to the newcomer on the line, they must feel the same way I did, which is what do they have that I don't have? There must be something wrong with me. Surely I could never get that. But the reality here is that this paragraph is proof positive that there is a common solution. There is no secret code. That's why it's a common. We can do it. The instructions are in this book via the 12 steps. You know, they say a a, a simple program complicated people. And that was certainly me, always looking for a way out or an easier way out. But this program encompasses surrender, willingness, ego reduction, and action. If I'm willing to do the what is asked of me to do, and I don't do it alone anymore, the solution is via the 12 steps. I just need to surrender and take action, to not think about it, to do what was just shared earlier a few shares ago, is be willing to take the action, to, to stop pretending I know what it is that I need to do anymore because I don't. My best thinking, my, <laughs> my best thinking got me 
into this disease. Now I need you all to help me get out of it via the 12 steps and a higher power. It's about surrender, willingness, ego reduction, and action. It's a common solution. I can do it. You can do it. And I just want to shout out to the newcomer. It is possible. It is possible. Join us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Okay, so reminder, we are in the big book. We're in Chapter 2, There is a Solution. We're on page 17, reading the third paragraph, The Tremendous Fact, and comments are on just that one paragraph. And if you've not shared in a day or two and you would like to share, I'd like to hear your first name and your first initial of your last name. Lisa B. Tina S. Tina S. Fran S. Ginger Ginger, Ginger. Fran M. Larry. Fran M. Larry. I think. Dorita, is that Dorita back there? Yes, it is. Okay, I got Lisa B., Tina S., Ginger C., Fran, I didn't catch it, Larry K., and Dorita P. Lisa B., please go ahead. Followed by Tina S. Good morning. Yes, good morning. My name is Lisa B. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And just, um, I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Sometimes people get confused when they try to reach out for me. I wanted to share the word harmonious action. I love the word action. It is an action program. But harmonious, am I bringing harmony? Am I bringing kindness? Am I bringing tolerance and acceptance? I have found what works for me. It is this big book, and it is the action laid out in this big book. But everyone is not there. And they may not find that this works for them. And am I being kind and tolerant for others when they're not either ready or they're just not up for it or they don't want to do it this way? You know, am I using this as a vehicle to freeze people out, cut them off, be mean, be cruel. This big book does tell me that, um, and I was looking for it before I got on the line and I couldn't find it, but that, you know, we've only found a solution for what works for us. And that's why I love that this is a WE program. We have found a way out on which we can absolutely agree, and we can, you know, we can agree, but not everyone can. And I still need to show a harmonious, kind, way to them and that maybe they'll come back you know and when I read the chapter working with others I still can offer to be a friend to share my experience strength and hope and I've worked with others that have been traumatized by some other uh, sponsoring uh, treatments or other meetings and it's just really really uh, rattled them and it's rattled me and it's shown me how I want to be vicious and controlling why because I'm afraid I'm afraid that if I get shaken in my foundation I must hold on to what I know works for me I'm still being driven by fear and then the cruelty comes out I need to even get closer to my higher power so this is a program about being free and harmonious and kind and loving and always growing in my relationship with my higher power and all I can do is share what I know has worked for me and I've tried everything and I'm grateful that I have found the clear message in this big book and following it precisely and taking it literally it has really worked for me thank you I pass thank you Lisa B and Tina S it is your turn 
Thanks so much, Mar, for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Uh, what a great meeting, great shares. You know, what, what a small paragraph and so filled with promise. You know, and I love that all the definitions were given, you know, because, you know, then I really understand, you know, because when I first came to Overeaters Anonymous or any meeting, any group, um, I thought I knew what every word meant, and I certainly did not. And to have, you know, Webster tell us exactly what what is trying to be um, relayed in this paragraph, you know, and I love that it's a fact indisputable this is the deal bottom line you know that we you know not just me because on my own I, and i have i remind myself daily i'm screwed on my own we have discovered we found a common solution you know and you know and i have to remind myself i don't really need a common solution if i don't think i have a common problem if i cannot relate to you and i continue to compare you know i don't need a common solution you know but i do relate you know i don't compare anymore you know side by side we we travel this this journey. We do this deal. You know, you show me so that I can show someone else how to be free one day at a time from a deadly illness that will kill me when I think it's not gonna. It will kill me. You know, and and I love that it was shared about the great news that this book carries. You know, it gives it to me so that I can give it to somebody else, that I have a life beyond my wildest dreams today that I could not have if I have not had a spiritual awakening because I have to, again, remind myself that food is not my issue. Food is not my problem. You know, my spiritual bankruptcy was my problem. So today, you know, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams because I do the deal one day at a time because that's all I've got. And I'm so grateful to be part of this. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Tina S. Ginger C., it's your turn, followed by Fran. Hi. Hi good morning, Maura. This is Fran M. Is that who you Excuse call Excuse me, Fran. Fran, you'll be after Ginger C. Thank oh, you. Oh, sure. Of course. Hi. Good morning, Maura. Thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger C., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And I love this sentence. So, so much, and I love vision even more. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree. There's not one of us on the line right here, right now, that does not absolutely agree that this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous has saved our lives. This practical program of action, these words that are printed on paper, these sentences and paragraphs that we read, and follow completely exactly you know and i go to aa as well as oa and the greatest joke in aa is if you want to hide something from an alcoholic put it in the big book i don't hear this common solution i don't hear this answer in those meetings and it's our book so united we stand divided we fall and we need each other and thank God, again, none of us is arguing about this book and what it has and what it holds. Because the last sentence, this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. This news is that if you're suffering in food or any addiction, there's a way out. We have an answer. And you first have to surrender whatever addiction it is. You have to put down the fork. So that power can get in because that's what I lack as an addict. I lack power. And without that power, that defense between me and the bite, it will absolutely return. Relapse does not begin when I start eating that first bite. 
Relapse began long ago when I let go of God's hand. But this book is designed to help me to tap into that power that I lack. And thank God it's not far to find. But I have to have this ego reduction. I have to get ginger and the selfish and self-centered me out of the way and invite God in. So I just love visionaries because not only do we believe in this, we're doing it like our hair is on fire and we do not stop. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And Fran, it's your turn now. If you'd give us the last, first initial of your last name as well, please. Fran Star One. We can't hear you. Hi, it's Fran M as in mother from New Jersey. Can you hear me? I can, thank you. Great, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for sharing and reading this morning. Um, just beginning with the title of the chapter, There is a Solution. That was what got me into program. I came into OA in 1978. There was no term eating disorder. There was no term that was well-known, anorexia. Um, I don't even know if they had coined the term binge. But the minute I walked in, I had been suffering since I was 14 years old with anorexia, which led to binge eating because I was starving all the time. I had no clue what I was doing or that there was a solution. And what saved me was walking into a basement of a church in Stoughton, Massachusetts, and hearing a woman say, A, that she did exactly what I did with food, but B, that there is a solution. She no longer did it and hadn't done it for quite some time, and the evidence was visible in that she looked that she was at a healthy weight. I couldn't believe it, and to me, that was my first power greater than myself, just another person, someone who knew more than I did because she was able to recover. And um, my eyes were opened, and then that night I went home. I think I read the big book in one night, maybe two, and right away, I can't say that I really practiced this, the steps of the program as well as maybe some, but I got it. I got that the problem was me. I got that I should stop blaming everyone else in the world, that I had to take responsibility, and that the higher power of the program would help me do it. Um, I just want to say, for me, the tools of the program were vital. I know we don't emphasize them on this program, on this phone line, but they really did help me. The stupid slogans, the meetings, the phone calls, the daily rituals, the weighing and measuring. Uh, at that time, I didn't eat flour and sugar. Now, 40-plus years later, I eat it without much problem. Um, but I have to say, you know, there are many roads to Rome, as I always say, and many of us get long-term recovery or uh, we get recovered working, approaching the program in different ways. We all end up doing the same thing, I think. We all use tools and we all uh, also use the ethos of the big book. And I just want to say one more thing. It says somewhere in the big book, and some of these uh, big book scholars in, on this line will be able to tell me what page, but somewhere it says that we have a solution that has depth and meaning. And I think that is the critical difference. And, you know, you could call it the steps, and it is the steps, but it's really just this ethos that 
we should put ourselves in the shoes of other people and ask how we can be of service. It all has to do with getting outside ourselves. It's really not so different from Freud and the reduction of the ego. In fact, some of its good sense mirrors many other approaches, some that don't invoke God at all. So I just keep an open mind and just know I know recovery when I see it, and I'm grateful to the program. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Fran. By the way, what you're looking for is on Roman numeral 28 in the doctor's opinion. Um, Larry Kay, it's your turn. Hey, Maura. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Larry Kay. Good morning. Larry Kay recovered um, from Chicago. You know, what is is the common solution? We've heard it's the 12 steps. Um, When someone cracked open the big book for me, brought those instructions to life, and I was ready and willing to follow the instructions, I had an effective spiritual awakening. I'm just going to give it to you straight based on my experience. The tools are designed to support you. They are critical. I agree with the previous caller. But your food plan will never produce an effective spiritual awakening. Getting on this line every morning will never produce an effective spiritual awakening that will drive out the obsession. Coloring your big book is good. It will never produce a complete psychic change effective to drive out the obsession. I know because my experience showed me I tried those things, writing, service. I tried to use the tools to find a way that I could produce an effective spiritual awakening sufficient to drive out the obsession and bring me into alignment with my higher power, and it did not work. It did not work. The only thing for me that that brought about an effective spiritual awakening sufficient to drive out the obsession to eradicate the obsession was to follow the steps precisely in sequence, doing it quickly. And then, you know, I was brought into uh, alignment with my higher power. If that is a delusion on my part, I will take it. It is a delusion in which I treat people better. I'm able to be of service to people. And I have not found it necessary to pick up any of my binge substances in many years. And I've done so happily in the midst of the calamity and the storm that will come. It's in your life now or it's on its way, but so too is transcendence when we are in alignment with our higher power. The 12 steps following those instructions, not perfectly because you couldn't do it perfectly if you tried, but you follow the instructions precisely and you do it quickly. The tools were never designed to do that. The tools were merely designed to support you while you get well. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Maura. Thanks, Larry. Uh, Dorita P., it is your turn, followed by Leah M. Thank you. Thank you, Maura. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Dorita P. from Cleveland, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and uh, really grateful to be here. Um, yeah, so we're in uh, There is a Solution. This is my favorite chapter. Um, I love this whole big book, but this is my favorite chapter. And for new people, I hated this book. And I know hate is a really strong word, but, you know, when I was new, you know, it's like they were hitting, trying to, well, they were like hitting me over the head with it, you know, uh, this book and the doctor's opinion. Uh, but I don't know, maybe I wasn't quite ready yet, even though I 
came here or was here, I guess I must have not been quite ready yet. Um, But, okay, so this paragraph, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have a common solution. And, you know, this common solution, as others said, is in this book, uh, is in the first 164 pages. And the rest of the book for new people is stories, recovery stories. Um, and, um, and so I've started my, uh, second, uh, a vision for you meeting. Well, the second meeting pattern after a vision for you. And, uh, for anybody on the line who, uh, you know, some people think a vision for you is separate from OA. You know, they say I have a vision sponsor and I go to vision, you know, as if it's separate from OA and it's the same, uh, I heard somebody say the renaissance of uh, OA, and I'm just grateful that we we get back, or we've gotten back to the basics. Um, And I'm just really grateful. I could go on and on about this program or what it's done for me or, you know, this paragraph. But I I just want to say the the first, I think her name is Lisa. Uh, I'm really grateful to hear all the comments, but I really need to hear what Lisa had to say about the brotherly and harmonious action. Sometimes uh, I judge people and say, well, they're not trying. They're just not trying. Um, But I have to step back and, uh, you know, let everybody run their own course. And I'm just really grateful for this program and that I'm in recovery. And I should just be grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Dorita P. Leia M., it's your turn. Thanks so much. Um, I don't know about your disease. I can tell you about mine. You know, I had other dreams for myself than to be on this line every morning. Um, I had stopped thousands of times, um, but I could never stay stopped. I had a mind which kept taking me back to those substances that were killing me, and I had no hope, even at a very young age in my early 20s, um, that my life would ever be different. Uh, it was absent even at that age of any real quality of life, and that had been going on for years already, for years already. Uh, my book teaches me that I was suffering from a spiritual malady, a gangrene of the spirit, I like to call it, and that it was going to be no different. You know, <laughs> the the solution um, was that, you know, I needed to come to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity because that's what I needed. I needed a restoration of my sound mind. And, uh, you know, as a result of this work, of these steps, and continuing turning to these steps and this work, I've undergone a profound alteration in my reaction to life as a result of this work and have tapped into an unsuspected inner resource that allows me a sense of ease and comfort that I was so desperately looking for in cellophane bags and bakery boxes. 
The fellowship is very powerful. I love the fellowship. I love seeing the God in each and every one of you. But it's the 12 steps and access to power that created the vital change necessary for someone like me. You know, there's a part in the book uh, that I really love that I think, you know, speaks well to this paragraph. You'll find it on page 153. It goes as follows. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. We have no, uh, you know, no, no need to lie here, no motive for us to lie. We are like a big show-and-tell operation where people from, you know, around the globe, young, old, men, women, black, white, every social, economic, and education uh, level is represented here on this line of that, I'm sure. And yet, as a result of these 12 steps, and as a result of power, of the power, uh, we've been restored to sanity. What the steps did for me is drive out that mental obsession and substitute for that mental obsession a spiritual awakening, a personality change that was sufficient to overcome compulsive overeating. It was true for me. It can be true for you. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. Okay, we have, it looks like, seven minutes, so I'm going to take two shares, two three-minute shares. Who would like to share? Who hasn't shared in a while? Carmela G. Carmela G. And Sandy S. Carmela and Sandy. Carmela, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Maura. It's just the tremendous fact for every one of us that we have discovered a common solution. When I first entered the rooms, I thought, I have nothing in common with these people. I don't do what they do. And that's where I made my first mistake. That's when I was comparing myself comparing myself in every aspect of my life. And I couldn't, I didn't do anything that these people were doing. My life was not like their lives. And then I realized that was part of my denial because I opened my eyes and I looked at the book and it's identified identify, not compare. I can identify as a compulsive overeater when I was willing to be honest with myself and stop acting like God. I am human, and that is what these steps have taught me, to be human and to be loved by a power greater than myself. And the love is a perfect love. I spent six decades searching for love. You know, there's that song, looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, I was looking for it in every bag, every bakery, and every quick fix there was to solve my problems. But the reality was my higher power was willing 
and wanted and did love me perfectly through it all. And I kept casting a shadow and saying, I got it, I got it, I got it. And the solution was in the steps which led me every day when I plug in to be connected to this power and through this power that I call God, I am given a gift every day as long as I stay connected to stay in this program and work it and be happy, happier than I ever thought I was happy. I always thought I was happy, but that wasn't true, real happiness. And this is the gift. Gentle reminder. Thank you, of working this program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Carmela G. Sandy S., it is your turn. Hi, Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. A common solution. You know, I think about my experience and, um, you know, what is the common solution that I can absolutely agree on? And uh, for me, I had a spiritual experience. And it wasn't exactly as a result of the steps. It was a result of God, honestly. You know, I'll never know how it occurred. I've shared it on the line before. That When I came to OA, I was one of these very low-bottom people. I had lost everything, and I mean everything, and almost my life twice pursuing food, and um, once by suicide and once by somebody suicide attempt and once by somebody trying to kill me, actually stabbing me while I was going to get food <laughs> late at night. So I'm not being overly dramatic. I mean, that is my personality. It's a personality of extremes. And this, and everything I do is an extreme. And I had an extreme solution, which was when I went to the OA meeting, I met somebody who definitely radiated God. I mean, that's all I can say. And this woman said to me, nothing coexists with compulsive overeating. When I told her the only thing I loved was food and I felt nothing for anything else. And then um, maybe a year, six months later, I had this experience of hugging this guy that I knew and I felt, I experienced love. I don't think I had ever experienced in my life, in my life before. And it was like a light going from his heart to my heart. And I had this incredible knowing that's my husband coughing in the background, um, this knowing that that was love and it was the greatest feeling in the world and it was better than food. And in that moment, I was done with food. March 3rd, 1976, it's like it happened five minutes ago. I could feel that. And I said, this love is so much better than food. I'm done. I am done. And I have no idea why I had that spiritual experience. I definitely was working the program the best I could at that time because I was desperate. And that has stayed with me up until this day. And for me, the foundation of recovery is definitely a higher power. I mean, that was, I don't have no idea how that occurred. And for me, the bedrock is to stay absent, absolutely 100% 
complete abstinence, and it's impossible for me to do that without a higher power. Gentle reminder. I'm done. Thanks. Thank you, Sandy. And thank you to everyone who shared. Sandy has as Sandy was our last share of the day. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And um, when I get it, and there it is, today's share ID, I mean, when I find it, I already got it. Today's share ID is 12,737. One, two, seven, three, seven. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Hoodie R, will you please read for us, Hoodie? Yes, Maura, this is Hoodie R, and I would love to read that. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.